The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. They're incredible. I mean, it's just not usually in awe of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barcelona Femini. Like, they're just incredible. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. Now then, very happy to say Mr. Gareth A. Davies is with us of The Telegraph and Talk Sport and Beyond, a one-man media empire. Gareth, hello. Great to have you on. Well, empirical is a very, uh, very beautiful introduction. I uh, thank you very much, Mr. Malloy. But um, it's all um, trench digging um, and just graft, frankly, at the end of the day, all those uh, platforms that you mention. <laughs> there is no end, meanwhile, to the popularity of Tyson Fury. So Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you were there at the weekend. People turned out in force to watch a 10th round stoppage against Derek Chisora. Fury, for anyone who didn't catch the fight, Gareth, was as dominant as people anticipated he would be. Yeah, he was. Uh, Tyson Fury kind of gave Derek Chisora something of a uh, most of 10 rounds. It was a kind of slow roasting with cuffing left hooks and uppercuts and switching between orthodox and southpaw, trapping Derek on the ropes and, and hurting him, staggering him several times. Chisora was never down, but he looked close to being out after three or four rounds. He looked close to being out after six rounds. After eight rounds, it was a horrible beatdown. And frankly, um, Don Charles and whoever else was in Derek's corner on the night should really have thrown in the towel. Problem is, Derek's an obdurate and extremely courageous and very brave man. Too brave for his own good, as we say in Boxing Joe. And mercifully, Referee Victor Lochland from Scotland stepped in in the 10th round and called a halt to the action with, uh, you know, really having had a very good look at Chisora and having warned his corner at the end of the ninth round. He really wanted to see some fight in the old dog. Um, unless and, and if he didn't, he was going to stop the fight. Um, there was criticism before the fight that it was too easy an opponent for Tyson Fury. Fury at 34... I think he's very much approaching his peak now, undefeated now in 34 fights, two reigns of heavyweight world champion. You know, he's much more aggressive. He's not the dancing giraffe he once was. He's much more like a bull elephant now when he throws his punches. Six foot nine, nearly 20 stone. He's a phenomenon. He's got telescopic arms and legs. Um, and he's a, he, he's, a, he's a problem for anyone. He was always going to be a problem for Derek Chisora, who really didn't have much success beyond, as I say, the second and third round in the fight. Um, it should have been stopped earlier. I always thought it wouldn't go more than six, seven, eight rounds, and it shouldn't have gone definitely not more than eight, because at that point, it was a brutal enactment. It wasn't nice to see. And I think Fury actually sat back a little bit on Chisora and didn't want to actually destroy him physically. Um, we saw shots of Derek in his dressing room afterwards. In fact, both fighters were there with their children together in, in Chisora's dressing room afterwards. They shared a, a Five Guys burger. But Derek said he couldn't even chew it because his jaw hurt so much. Um, but midwinter, outdoors, Spurs Stadium, 60,000 people. Never, I mean, I've covered boxing for over 30 years, over three decades Never, ever experienced anything like that where we're outside in midwinter. I was working for Talk Sport on the broadcast. I managed to get in the ring afterwards. It was a real privilege to be there um, and interview everyone. Gordon Ramsay and, and Wayne Rooney alike. I'll come back to that in a minute if you want, especially Rooney. Um, 
it, it was um, you know it, it, it was it was what we expected in terms of what we saw in the action and there's a lot that's come out of it afterwards. I dare say you're right when you make the observation that Fury held back as the fight continued. Afterwards, he was quoted as saying, maybe they left it in too long. I was very happy when the referee stepped in. And as you alluded to, there was criticism of this fight even in advance. I was reading Donald McRae on the Friday and he described the fight in prospect as a bleak and disturbing affair. It's a fight that reflects the abject state of boxing. And even Frank Warren himself earlier this year said the only way Tyson Fury fights Chisora again, because they fought twice previously, is if we are struggling to find an opponent or if Tyson insists on it. Chisora should retire. He shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the ring, let alone in there with Tyson. And 11 months later, there we were on Saturday night and uh, there have been pieces such as Rick Broadbent in The Times. The headline of his piece, the battering of a bloody human punch bag will never be a sport. And he described it as a non-contest that made you fear for the loser and his sport. Uh, Chisora really needed to be protected from himself here. This sounds like a really bleak and an utterly predictably uh, bleak affair. Did you have misgivings as you watched this thing even, uh, you know, in advance? Um, no. Uh, Rick Broadbent is not a boxing guy. I'll say that. And Donald McRae, I didn't see all week, by the way, around the promotion. Now, whether that was his, uh, and I'm not trying to criticise the two men, um, but Rick Broadbent's got a lot of views on boxing um, and hasn't has been around boxing five minutes, frankly. Um, you can be critical of the event. Let's not forget, and I'm not trying to... I'm, prop up the event here in any way but they tried to get Alexander Usyk for that date he wasn't available remember that yeah um I don't know if they left that out of their copy um they tried then they tried to get Anthony Joshua for six weeks if you recall as well um but Joshua pulled out of that you go down the list and you could have perhaps put in there someone like Martin Bacoli have you ever heard of him Joe no I haven't seen him fight uh have you heard of uh Michael Hunter no. Have you heard of Frank Sanchez? No. Um, all these guys are top 10 in the top 10 rankings. Now, um, when Tyson Fury fought uh, Dillian White in the summer, um, and we had 90,000 people at Wembley, Dillian White didn't even turn up till Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday of fight week, if you recall. He was, he was, um, he was um, deciding that he wasn't taking a part in the pre-fight proceedings. Um, Derek Chisora, whether people like it or not, is a cult figure, he's a name. Um, I'm not saying that it wasn't, that it was an edifying spectacle to see Derek, Derek Chisora get beaten up, mm. but he earned over three million pounds uh, for the fight night. Fury earned about 20. Um, I did a I do a series for DAZN, the broadcasters, with boxers called Off the Cuff, where I go narrow and deep with them in a 90-minute, two-hour interview, which is cut into 15 minutes. And Derek, Derek doesn't, he's got two young daughters. He wants to put his body on the line to do as much as he can for his kids, for as long as he can in the ring. Yes, he's 39 next year. 
he won't have earned that kind of money. I don't know if he's ever earned that kind of money, frankly, that as much as that. Um, and I, I'm not speaking for him, but I'm speaking around him here. And even though it's going to take its toll on him, I think he is one of those fighters that is prepared to sacrifice parts of himself as part of his familial legacy. See, that's, that, that's very, we're into deeply uncomfortable territory yeah. there, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Frank Warren, 11 months ago, saying Chisora should retire. And as you say, he is a courageous fighter. Yeah. But sometimes those people need to be protected from themselves. And I Absolutely. dare say his children would want him around in the fullness of health in 20, 30, 40, 50 years time, a damn sight more than they might want a few million in the bank, as admirable as his dedication to his family might be. And so to put someone in that position where, you know, they're taking 205 punches from 480 uh, thrown by fury. And when everybody knew this fight was going to, to go that way, this this sport, as you know better than me, this is an, I, I host a, a, a sports show at large. It's not a boxing-specific show, yeah. so I don't know some of these um, lesser names that you uh, mentioned. But I do know enough to know that boxing is seriously dangerous, and anything that is dangerous has to be respected. It has to be respected, and this is not respecting the sport and how dangerous the sport is. And that's why it, it feels deeply troubling. And given the recent events surrounding drug tests, we don't have to get into all that again. No, but mind. there is a there is such a colossal problem with the regulation of this sport, is there not? Well, like, what, what is to stop Chisora going again next year? Nobody and nothing. Nothing. He might fight Dillian White in a, in a trilogy and they might go hammer and tongs and he might earn another million for that. It's up to him. Sure. It's up to him. It, 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 we can't say when a gladiator, when a warrior should stop. Um, don't you, do, do, do you ever think? Do you ever think the sport should step in and do that more? No, 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 no. When, if he, if he is, um, look, he was beaten, bloodied, and bruised after that fight. There's no question. He, you know, he, he was, he was. It will take him time to recover. Um, but it's down to the individual to decide that. He's the man that steps into the arena. We're just observers. Um, you know, you should be asking him that question, not me. It's not for me to say whether he should stop or not. Um, you know, I mean, I think what, what, what we can say mm. is that given, given that Tyson Fury had beaten him twice before, you can make an argument, why were they stepping in the ring together? But they went down that list at the time. Yeah. To go back to what I was saying just a little earlier about, you know, Michael Hunters and the Frank Sanchez and the Martin Bacolis. Yeah. They would have been potential opponents as well. Derek's, Derek promotes a fight very well. 60,000 people turned out. And I think they turned out for the Tyson Fury show, which is what it is now. And Fury is, it's about levels in this sport. And, and Fury is, is a couple of levels above Chisora, as he showed against Dillian White. It's a couple of levels above Dillian White. Is he a level above Alexander Usyk? Is he a level above Anthony Joshua? He showed himself to be a level above Deontay Wilder, who's a major knockout artist in those three fights. Um, but at, what, 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 we, what we did have, and I think apart from, apart from Alexander Usyk, I'd say Joe Joyce. I know Joe Joyce, and we'll come to that if you want, yeah. and, and Anthony Joshua, those three guys at the moment in the heavyweight division. Fury, I think, has something to prove against. Um, 
He didn't really have a lot to prove against Derek Chisora. But, but believe me, believe me, if Tyson Fury had got an injury during that fight, or if he'd wobbled, Derek Chisora would have jumped all over him and knocked him out if he'd had the opportunity. Because then he would have been either facing a rematch with Tyson Fury, probably for treble the money. Um, we're talking about big prize fighting here. Um, and I, I think we've reached the point, if I can, if, if you want to carry on talking about Derek Chisora and spectacle, you can. But I think we've reached the point where Tyson Fury is, is genuinely starting to transcend the sport. I mean, I spoke to, I interviewed, you know, I, I, obviously I'm writing for the Telegraph on the night, but I'm also part of the broadcast team for Talk Sport, literally a few feet from the ring apron at most of these big fights. And, um, you know, there's an hour during the show where I go roving and interviewing people, and I interviewed Gordon Ramsay and... Um, and Wayne Rooney, and also went into Tyson Fury's dressing room. I have the privilege of being invited uh, inside the dressing room now at most of his fights, you know, for five, ten minutes for a little chat with him, a few interviews. It's a great insight into what's going on. He's extraordinarily cool inside his dressing room. And I'm not talking about just before he fights Derek Chisora. I'm talking about when he fights Deontay Wilder and others, um, and when he's got real jeopardy at stake, when he's not an overwhelming favourite. Wayne Rooney said to me that he doesn't think that anyone will ever beat Fury and, and he should be knighted, he told me on Saturday night when I interviewed him. Mm. Gordon Ramsay says, you know, I, I've watched Tyson and he's become the people's champion. And it reminded me, when I spoke to Bob Arum ringside, you know, Bob Arum, 92, tomorrow I think Bob is, who promoted Muhammad Ali in the 60s and 70s and Hagler and Hearns and... Um, yeah, um, Manny Pacquiao all those years and loads and loads of legends Oscar De La Hoya Floyd Mayweather promoted all these guys till they went on their own and um, he was saying that it does remind him of the days of Muhammad Ali you couldn't have, he said you couldn't have got Muhammad, Muhammad Ali out and 60,000 people there in midwinter uh, in the United States and it reminded me of you know, when you have the likes of Rooney wanting to be there and, and Gordon Ramsay wanting to be there, these are very, very big figures from sports and entertainment. Um, it reminds me of, you, you might know this, 1971, Muhammad Ali against Joe Frazier, the, the, the fight of the century at Madison Square Garden, Manhattan, New York. And Burt Lancaster, you may be too young to remember who Burt Lancaster was, but he was a Hollywood star. He did colour commentary. Frank Sinatra worked for Life magazine as a photographer on the ring apron that night because they wanted to be close to the action. Mm. And I think Tyson Fury's narrative now, and I'm going to throw it back at you, I don't... Frank Warren reckons there's, there's an argument that, that Tyson Fury's the UK or Britain's uh, biggest sports star since David Beckham. And I don't know what you think about that. He is certainly right up there. There is no doubt because, and we can park the Chisora fight because I would just be laboring the point where we to go back into it. Everybody can make up their own mind. I thought it was a touch unedifying when it was so predictable. But as you said, Look, there is informed, the, the, Joe, there is informed, is, informed blame, consent here. Yeah, don't blame the promoter. Blame the corner. Those are the people looking after Derek Chisora. Those are his family, you know, in the corner. They should have thrown the towel in after about seven rounds and then we wouldn't even be having this discussion. And that's what they should have done. Fair enough. Yeah. We can, that, yeah, we can apportion blame. I'm not even looking to do that. It's just uh, I wanted to get your sense of it as a spectacle. Yeah. But on Fury, there is no doubt that there's something 
phenomenal happening here. I mean, that 60,000 turned up knowing that they were going to see almost a procession. There, there was very little jeopardy and they still turned up and they still paid their money. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you'd have a better feel for this, what a standard attendance would be at a boxing fight in London, you know, even mid-range. Like, are there are these hardcore boxing fans or is this just a fury no. phenomenon? I think it's a fury phenomenon, actually. They, I they, quite agree. They might no, turn up to hear him read from his autobiography, for all I know. In 2022, we have had 150,000 fans turn out in two stadium fights, as we will for Katie Taylor next year. Let's talk about her in a bit, please. I would love to talk about Katie Taylor tonight, if we can as well. Um, when you have huge stars in boxing, people want to be there to say, I was there when, yeah. I was there that night, I went to one of his outdoor fights. But the phenomenon for me, Joe, is that 60,000 people turned out, and it might have been flaming snowing on the night, you know? Um, and it's, it's an open-air stadium. This is a phenomenon. This is a guy, you know, I've seen the cameras around. I've, I've been part of it. I've been there when I've done several interviews with him. I've got Netflix filming him for a series that's going out next summer. He's going to be even bigger. He's got his third book out at the moment, um, you know, that's gone to the top of the bestseller list again. Um, or whatever bestseller list it is. Um, he's got drinks and, and food snacks coming out. And this is a big, rough, tough traveller, by the way, from 10 generations of bare-knuckle fighters with, with mental health problems who is talking out openly about them. This is a guy that's stepping into the w WWE every, every now and again. Everybody wants a bit of him. But I tell you something about him, having spent a lot of time around him. Yes, he rants and raves, and I could never see him. In fact, I did say to him, I sent him a message earlier on today, I did send him a message about Wayne Rooney saying that he should be knighted, that Rooney had said to me. He gave me, sent me a love heart back over the message. Um, saying, you know, I like that. He liked it back to me. Um, it wasn't a public message. Um, I don't think he'd ever accept a knighthood. He's not that kind of guy. Remember what happened around BBC Sports Personality of the Year? He's kind of a, a subversive counterculture hero in yes. some ways. Yes, um, Is the way I'd put him. He's not the mainstream. Weirdly, Anthony Joshua, his big British rival in my view, is the mainstream. Um it's a fascinating narrative. I, I feel very privileged to be so close to it. And, you know, I was there at Tyson's debut in 2008 um, on the undercard of Carl um, Froch and Jean Pascal in Nottingham. And I've known his family the whole time, stayed in a caravan with him for a couple of days in the build-up to the Klitschko fight. I followed the entire journey to the point where going out to see him in Marbella when he was 28 stone and running on the beach with him for six miles. I could keep up with him, thank God, then, because he was 28 stone. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's a weird phenomenon. It, 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 and, and yet, my, my experience of him, yes, he has these random days and he rants and raves and he'll take the mickey and he'll try and send you up. He tries to send me up saying, no, I'm emigrating to Australia and testing me to see if I'll put the story out. But I know when he's sending me up. But he's also, I've seen, I, I, I've done several nights with on stage with Tyson Fury as the MC with him, you know, interviewing him and taking questions from the crowd. And he's very good with people, you know. Um, he, he has a gentility about him. He, so he's, he's a lot of different things. Um, and I wrote a column last week saying, let's make the most of him while he's here. Please make the most of him. Because he's probably only got three fights left. And they're probably, 
Alexander Usyk, um, Joe Joyce, and Anthony Joshua. I don't think there's anyone else for him to fight. I don't know if you agree with me. Maybe one of those fights will be twice, one of those opponents twice, but I don't see him having more than three or four fights. He did uh, add an interesting line about where he is as a fighter. So 2023, he's going to fight Usyk. I think that much is fairly clear. Yeah. And uh, I saw him speaking to you at the ring afterwards and Joe Joyce may well get a look in as well. Yeah. Uh, Fury said of his fighting style now, and, and you mentioned he could well be at his peak. So he said, I'm not the same reflex fighter I once was. I've changed my style. I'm a bit smarter, a bit cuter. I'm doing more damage with my punches. Before Sugar Hill, I was erratic all over the place. So even he feels like he's in a pretty uh, special place. He said, I have slowed down now. Everything has been slowed down to cause maximum damage. So you were talking to Usyk as well. How do you see this Usyk-Joshua fight? And is it going to be in the first half of 23? It's starting to sound that way. You mean Usyk-Fury fight? Yes. What did I say? Joshua? Yes. Oh, it, yeah. We've, well, we've had, we know, we know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's as, much, there's as much need for um, another Chisora-Fury fight, I think, as that one. So... Uh, yeah, Fury against uh, Usyk. Fury Usyk or Usyk Fury Usyk or Usyk Fury. Yes, I mean it's a fantastic fight. It's an undisputed fight if they keep all the belts together. Um, I think it's a real chess match. I mean, I think T Tyson Fury isn't the elusive fighter that that, that wibbled and wobbled against. Um, against Vladimir Klitschko seven years ago and fiddled his way to victory by being elusive and, you know, being quicker to the to the jab and nullifying Klitschko's jab and right hand as he was very successful with. He liked to fire the right hand off successive jabs. He took Klitschko's jab away that night in Dusseldorf seven years ago. It was, again, it was, it was, it was majestic, uh, even though it wasn't the most thrilling fight, but it was wonderful to be there ringside that night and around him during the week. Um, he is a different fighter now. Sugar Hill Stewart, the Cronk style, the Manny Stewart style that was created, um, where you, you where you look for your power punches and look look for the openings. It's definitely there now. Um, I think um, Usyk is very elusive, and he's a southpaw. He could pop shot Tyson Fury. Could find angles to hit Tyson Fury. He's a much smaller man. That's his problem. I think if he was six 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 seven, it might be a different kind of fight. And he was a stone and a half heavier. Um, there's a big difference between the two men. I'm not saying that Usyk can't outbox Tyson Fury, um, but it's a fantastic fight. It's the two most skillful heavyweights in the world, in my view. Yeah. Um, I hope it does happen. They may have two. Remember. So that might take us all the way through 2023. 20, uh, I spoke to Lennox Lewis last week, by the way, Joe, the last undisputed heavyweight champion in the world. And, and, and Lewis thinks that, and of course, he was trained by Manny Stewart, as was Vladimir Klitschko, the late, great Manny Stewart. Um, as an aside, I once went to his hand wrapping clinic in London uh, and we all got a certificate learning how to hand wrap. It was fantastic. It was a wonderful day. Um, Manny was a wonderful man. And, and I think Lennox reckons that under Sugar Hill Stewart, uh, Manny Stewart's nephew, he's just getting better and better. Right. Um, I think Fury on paper is the favourite against Usyk. Um, and if Fury does beat um, Usyk, I think Joe Joyce is probably the mandatory to face those, you know, the winner. Uh, of that 
Um, I do think Joe Joyce and, and, and Fury would be a massive event uh, at Wembley Stadium, maybe in the late summer of next year. And then maybe if Anthony Joshua's had a couple of wins by then, um, and I expect him to face Dillian White early next year, or you know, first third of next year. Then maybe he's in the frame again. I think the British public would definitely turn out for Tyson Fury against Anthony Joshua, even if there weren't any belts on the line. That would fill Wembley Stadium. But I think my criticism at the moment, and I kind of said it to a couple of outlets on Saturday night, in the, in, the, in a couple of little post-fight interviews that I did with people, was that. I think I'd like to see Anthony Joshua ringside at these events, you know, putting himself in the mix. He doesn't. He, I, 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 you can give us the insight here. I feel like just as a as a person, he feels he's above that pantomime aspect. Well, well, big boxing is about hype and promotion until the fight takes place, sure. and he's entitled to that. But I, I think we miss him when he's not doing that. We don't see a lot of Anthony Joshua. The week before, when Dillian White fought Jermaine Franklin at Wembley Arena, I was there working on the night for the paper. I wasn't doing any radio work, working for the paper. I had to fight my way through security to get anywhere near Anthony Joshua. He didn't appear in the DAZN studio that night. And I know that he is a big figure. He has extraordinary wealth. He's responsible for massive interest and growth in British boxing. I'm never short of praising what Anthony Joshua does. Um, I think he's the the underdog against Tyson Fury. I I thought his performance against Alexander Usyk uh, in the summer was an improved performance in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Mm. I said it so at the time. I I said it to him after the fight. He He was within a whisker or a couple of rounds of winning that fight, in my view. I don't care what anyone else says. I had him 5-4 up in rounds after nine. Um, I think, or, or maybe one drawn. Yeah, maybe after 10 rounds, I had him up by a round. He, he put on a brilliant performance. And his frustration was obvious in the ring afterwards, Joe. When he just, and he was honest with us, uh, with us all and said, God, I'm just that, that little bit away from beating these guys and he was he was a little bit away from beating Yusuk didn't he uh, um, didn't he say in the changing room that night maybe I'm just not good enough wasn't that yeah, the reported line is. yeah he, but he was talking about I only had 36 amateur fights before I won the Olympic gold in London in 2012 also they're covering that you know I, I, I've been around Anthony since he appeared you know in kind of 2010 and you know he, he's he's in some ways, Anthony Joshua has been a victim of his own success as a professional, as a world's heavyweight champion, because he rose so quickly, won the world title belts, Fury came back. We haven't even seen Joshua against Deontay Wilder yet. We haven't seen him um, against Joe Joyce. We haven't seen him against um, Tyson Fury. We're looking for the second fight as a professional against Dillian White. There's so many phenomenal, huge fights out there for Anthony Joshua, and I hope we see him for two or three more years. When you get to his level, as with Fury, yes, these guys are mega rich. They don't need to fight anymore. It, you know, it's a bit like the Conor McGregor story. You know, I mean, the guy's so mega rich; he doesn't really need to fight, and yet. His greatest work is is in the octagon, in the cage. Same with these guys. So, you know, and as the late great Marvin, marvelous Marvin Hagler said, 
you know, it's so hard to go running at five in the morning when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. <laughs> and, and, and it's a it's an old cliche now, but it, it's so true. And it, it, in, in, in all that we do, in what you do, in what I do, we, 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 we get we get inured to the graft eventually because the graft is what we do and you accept those things and you don't you, you're creating afterwards you're choosing your moments you're not you're not digging those trenches all the time that you were at the beginning if you do you know what I mean no I do I do I do you know um we were out of time which is such a pity it was uh, really well, that, interesting can we talk about Katie can we can do we... it can we do it another time can I get you on we'll do it properly would that be okay unless there's just yeah. one piece of something you want to hit on but I'm under such time pressure which kills me to say but I'd love to talk to you about her properly and get your sense of her properly if we could do that another time absolutely Joe okay listen I appreciate that I will let you go and you can put on those silk pyjamas and relax for the evening and uh, I'll get on with the show if that's okay but Garrett genuinely always great to talk to you thank you so much Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Gareth A. Davies uh, with us on the line there. We will make time and have that conversation with Gareth about Katie and due course for sure.